So it was back in the summer, back in August, I believe, maybe even before then, when uh, August 18 was the motion that the city of Hamilton asked the province and Metrolinx for some clarity on what would happen if the city wanted the HSR to run the LRT when it got up and running as opposed to Metrolinx. Because up until then, up until now, the idea has been Metrolinx is going to build the LRT and then is going to operate it. Well, we waited and waited and waited. And when I say we, I mean the city, but specifically my next guest and his colleagues, waited and waited and waited for some kind of response. And on Friday, Metrolinx finally got back. We're finding out about it today. In a letter from the president and chief executive officer of Metrolinx to the city, and basically what they have said is, and this is the very, very short version of it, the mayor in one second is going to elaborate, you go ahead if you want to run at City of Hamilton. If you really want to be running the LRT, you go ahead, but there are some things you should know before you decide to take it on. Let me bring in. Fred Eisenberger, Mayor of the City of Hamilton, the recipient of this letter. Sir, thanks for doing this tonight. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, my pleasure, Scott. This is, um, wh- when you got this letter, and uh, and I don't know if you agree with my very, very short-form Reader's Digest version of what it says, um, how did you interpret what the letter said about what your possibilities were as a City of Hamilton? Well, I think you, uh, I think you covered it uh, pretty nicely. It, uh, I think they, they said that it's not their preference to go down this road. This is not the direction that, they, that we started on. Uh, and it has not been the practice uh, in terms of other operations they, that they have funded in the uh, other parts of the, uh, of the Metrolink system. So design, build, maintain, operate, and manage has been the process. Uh, up until uh, you know, a, a councillor came forward and uh, you know put a suggestion on the table that to uh, for the province to consider uh, that uh, that operations and maintenance be part of the HSR uh, responsibilities. They've uh, they've said uh, clearly that they don't think that's the right path to take. But if uh, if we want to go down the road of taking on additional responsibility, then they would be prepared to have a look at operations. And uh, the letter clearly spells. You probably have the letter before you. I, I do. Yes. But, uh, the, the letter clearly spells out a whole list of responsibilities that would come with that. Uh, that uh, will have to be uh, looked after and, and guaranteed if they're, they're going to allow the city to go in that direction. Again, it's not their recommendation. Um, they uh, they are clear about not including the maintenance aspect of it. And there, I mean, I think uh, I've said right from the very very beginning that. This is something that they should never let go because it is really part of building a quality system. So making sure that, uh, that the people that are building it also have to maintain it uh, uh, builds in, you know, obviously long-term quality because they're going to have to have a 30-plus year contract to look after all of the maintenance issues around whatever they construct and build. So that's the right thing to do. Uh, you could also make the case on the operating side that there are additional responsibilities that are now going to be borne by the city that are going to have a cost to them. And their question to the city is, quite clearly, uh, if you want that cost, you, you can have it, uh, but you need to be clear on what, about what you're signing on for. Yeah, it sounds as though what it does, it, it allows the city a little more autonomy as far as operating this, but my interpretation would be from this letter, they're saying this is going to up the risk to the city also considerably financially. 
Right, exactly. Uh, not, not uh, you know, the operations and management agreement is the operations and management agreement. So I don't see an, a, a significant change in that other than you're taking on responsibility and risk if you're taking on the operations portion of it. And uh, you're also going to have to uh, prepare yourselves to involve yourself in that. And that uh, could, could include a significant upfront cost for the next, uh, you know, six or seven years before we even get to, uh, you know, operating to prepare to do that. So um, there's, um, you know, there's some serious things that, uh, that city and council and HSR are going to have to think about in terms of what they're prepared to take on, if, if any of it. And uh, for those that have said right from the very beginning that uh, they don't want this system to cost the city of Hamilton a dime, I think they've got some serious uh, thinking to do in terms of whether or not they, sh- they should take on this level of responsibility, this level of risk, and this uh, you know, additional level of cost. Would it be a fair interpretation or guess by me that there's no way to do what they are talking about in this letter without significantly increasing the size of the HSR? You couldn't. Uh, you couldn't do this with staffing as you currently have it, could you? No, no. It would. Uh, we would have to uh, so bring in some more people to prepare for this, and then and then bring in some more operators to actually pull the job off. So it's going to require additional uh, staff and resources to do this. Uh, that obviously lends itself to additional cost, and so yeah, I think it's fair to say that uh, this is not going to come without a burden. And the uh, the additional burden uh, that doesn't mean it couldn't be done. Uh, it's just a question of how much additional cost, city, uh, and responsibility and risk did you do you want to take on? And uh, certainly the the first instance in the letter from the um, from MetroLink is that they don't think this is a good idea on the city's part. But if if we so choose, uh, they're prepared to play on the operating side. As all this, as this letter comes out, you are also in discussions with a couple other things that are going on, certainly with transit. There was the issue from a couple weeks ago that uh, came to the fore about the number of drivers who were missing shifts and were off for whatever reason. Then you had a counselor who came forward with a suggestion that perhaps all HSR should be free. Mm-hmm. Is it possible to have this discussion about this letter now in isolation of those things, or are those things all having to be played into the same discussion? Uh, well, you know, it becomes a factor in, uh, you know, the previous discussions. I mean, uh, you know, when you have uh, potentially, uh, you know, for whatever reason, an absentee rate of, uh, you know, 18, 19, 20 percent, there's certainly a, a problem there. We've, we've got a, uh, I would say, a temporary fix in place to, uh, to bring more drivers on to, to make sure that we provide the service on the street. And we're doing everything humanly possible to, to, to not leave people at the curb and make sure that the, uh, in time, that the uh, the lines that we're committed to and the services that we're uh, required to provide, as we've committed to it, uh, is delivered. But uh, and that will certainly will play heavily on the minds of I think some members of council to suggest that uh, we've got enough challenges right now. Do we need to take on an additional burden? Having said that, to be fair, this uh, you know this LRT uh, won't be up and running until some seven years from now. Uh, so, uh, you know, we certainly have some time to prepare, but the reality is we need to know with eyes open what the costs are, what, what additional burdens we're going to be taking on, how that's going to impact the, uh, the system as a whole, and uh, whether or not it's the kind of burden that the city ought to be taking on in terms of cost and uh, future risk. So I think there's some serious thinking that has to be done about this, and uh, I, I know that uh, a number of members of council said right from the very beginning, we will, uh, we will support LRT, 
as long as it doesn't cost the city uh, another dime. And so uh, we've got a fully funded LRT. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, an understanding that the operations and management agreement will uh, will kick in at some point, and certainly that's a cost I think that, that the city is prepared to bear. And, and there also is a revenue return that comes comes with that uh, down the road that would help offset that. So this is over and above all of that, and so uh, that's certainly an additional layer of cost that um, many of us uh, hadn't anticipated because we are we're, we're moving along moving forward on the design, build, manage, and operate process, and uh, this has certainly thrown a bit of a wrench into the into the process, and has certainly slowed the process down a little bit. Has any discuss any um, investigation or, or study been done prior to this letter coming in anticipation that they might have said this to find out what it would actually cost the city of Hamilton to take this on? Do we have any idea uh, what the I, cost would be? Uh, right off the top of my head, I don't. Uh, I think it's uh, fair to say to suggest that uh, our staff will bring that to us uh, on Friday when we meet. Uh, some additional, you know, preliminary costs on what uh, what it would take, and I, I think, I mean, those preliminary costs have something to do with having the appropriate staff now to start planning and preparing for taking on the operations if that's the direction that we're going to go. And that has uh, costs uh, associated with it, and that's that's a cost that's going to have to be borne until now, now until the beginning of the operations. I think some people, you know, that uh, that threw this out there just assumed that operations meant drivers, and that's all that we would be responsible for. And clearly, that's not what operations means. Uh, they clearly spell out how they define it, and uh, and uh, they also spell out what uh, responsibilities we're going to be taking on. So. Uh, those that believe that, uh, you know, the drivers, uh, you know, uh, we have the HSR drivers and driving the vehicle, I would say, is not, not particularly complicated. They do a fantastic job, but it's much more than that. You're taking on the responsibility of making sure the vehicle's there and how it's, uh, how it's presented and uh, delivered. And uh, no, there's a whole range of things that come into, uh, you know, the operations beyond just a driver. So, uh, and some would have argued that, uh, you know, that, that that we want to have a, the the system public, and uh, the reality is that the system will be public one way or the other, and uh, there's no question that whoever the drivers are will be unionized one way or the other. So I can't imagine that the transit union would allow uh, non-union unionized members to be driving those vehicles for for very long or if at all. So they'd be unionized uh, quicker than uh, than than we we can blink. I'm sure. So all of those, all of those issues will factor into this, and um, we'll see what the council has an appetite for. Just to follow up on your point about just the drivers alone, if that was the initial thought from this letter, as I understand it, essentially, once if the city was to take this on, once they hand over the LRT system to you, if you decide you want to operate it, they'll look after maintenance, as I understand, still. Uh, but basically everything from administration to driving to collecting fees to uh, security to everything else would be on you guys. Yeah, I mean that's what uh, that's what you know day to day operations is all about. Uh, they're they're going to look after the long term maintenance of the the system, the track, the vehicles. Uh, that they're they're taking that as their responsibility, and that's what maintenance is all about. Operations is how do you how do you run the thing day to day and uh, everything that comes with it. So uh, you know, as I think the letter mentions, uh, you know, a lost and found system. Uh, you know, everything that has to do with uh, running that vehicle from one end to the other and all the things that come with that, 
in, uh, in, in interactions with passengers, uh, communications, uh, you know, all of those issues will become issues that the city will have to uh, take on as a responsibility. Uh, that's what operating a system is all about. So uh, it's uh, a lot more onerous than I think people originally, uh, you know, thought when they said let let our let our great ATU members, our drivers, uh, you know, continue to operate this. It's not that simple. It's much more complicated than that, and will have an additional cost. Last thing before I let you go, uh, they have said in this letter that January twenty fourth is the deadline that you would have to bring, that the City of Hamilton Council would have to have a motion to decide whether or not to do this. Um, forgive my pessimism, uh, is January 24th really enough time? Because it seems lately anyway, when we've got into some of these difficult discussions, they don't move along too quickly. Can you actually have a decision by that point? Uh, there's no reason why we can't. Uh, you know, I think that uh, our staff certainly have had time to prepare for all kinds of different scenarios so uh, you know we've been waiting you know almost four months for this answer so there's been no shortage of work being done and the work continues uh, you know we're uh, mo- moving forward on the design and uh, finalizing the uh, the underground service work and finalizing the expropriations that need to happen so uh, money continues to be spent uh, we're moving forward on getting the project done all we need to get to is the uh, RFP process and uh, I would say that uh, January 25th is not an unreasonable timeline for uh, for our staff. I'm, I'm sure they've had every scenario possible already mapped out. So uh, they need to now reflect on uh, what the province has brought to the table. And uh, I think they, they they have a pretty good idea of what the impacts are going to be. Uh, the question is, uh, you know, is council prepared to wrap its head around that and make a decision? I, I hope the, that we make a decision and get on with it. Uh, there's, there's been no shortage of discussion and debate on all of the various parameters around all of the operations and management and uh, RFPs and RFQs. So, uh, you know, it's time to, uh, you know, finalize these issues and, uh, and move forward. So I'm, uh, I'm hopeful that we can get it done by January the 24th and uh, move on from there. Mayor Fred Eisenberger, uh, really appreciate the time tonight. Thanks for doing this at late notice. Thanks, Scott. Have a great evening.